Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Kate. Yeah. I got you a present. Okay. I got you a carry. And, can you say hi. hi here? Yeah. And just to make it a set, I also got you a matching Marie. Hi. Hi. Hello. What is going on? Oh, <laughs> we have this special guest star day. Yay. So you listeners uh, may know our very special guests from their podcast, Go Your Own YA. And we are having our very first uh, fellow podcasters on our own podcast and we're not doing it in your dank basement for the first well the, he didn't even oh, i guess he did have a podcast james kennedy did but yeah, uh he did. so have you guys ever been on another podcast before i have been on a few podcasts oh i'm so you're an old hand at this yeah I, um, <laughs> oh we're not speaking. i've guest starred a few times on the podcast run by cousin oliver from the brady bunch so nothing you could throw at me is wait gonna what me. i think you need to i think you need to bag oh, that one up so cousin beep, oliver beep, is a friend beep. of mine seriously yeah that is the best thing you could have said at this moment. Oh, I have a better one. He broke my trombone. <gasps> wow. It only improves. <laughs> he okay. really is a jinx. Uh, that is amazing. <laughs> yes. That's great. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on our own little show here. Thank you for having us. And uh, as you. is, I think, etiquette in these cases, the guest gets to choose the book. I know this because I recently listened to your most recent podcast uh, about the girl who navigated fairyland in a ship of her own making, and that was chosen by your guest. It was chosen by our guest with a lot of, I think, prodding by us. Okay. <laughs> we have a lot of opinions. We did not have to uh, steer you clear of today's book, which I'm afraid the only person here who doesn't know what it is is, is Kate. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh. Hello, Kate. Hello, Kate. It's a good one. This is actually, not only is this a guest podcast, it's a very special episode podcast. We're going to do one of the books that we've been meaning to do for a really long time. Okay, that that, that means it's going to be like one of two books. Shut up. And it's one of three. (laughs) It's one of three books. Three? Yes. I forgot the third one. Wait, tell me what the two you think are so I know. Uh, Giving Tree Uh and Eloise. Uh Okay, so yes, it, it is actually one of, one of those two. Okay. And I will now remove it from my bag because the suspense is completely I got gone. a 50-50 shot here. You got a 50-50 shot. Eloise. Eloise. <laughs> now, uh, you may be a little unnerved by how thick the dang book is. Now, there's a reason for that. I got you the super special 60th anniversary edition. No mere 50th anniversary for you, Lassie. No, 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 no. This is the 2015 60th anniversary. So there's a lot of back matter. There's a lot of stuff you don't need to read. Uh, yeah. No, you have this look on your face like you're going to have to read all this. You don't. Fair, Kate. Oh, Thank look at you. That's a much thinner. She just pulled out, like, is that an original? That was given to me in about 1983. Wait, I want to see the pub page. I'm not sure what the pub date is on it. Uh, no, I'm afraid that's a 21st printing. But still, 
A 21st printing, 1955. That's not far from 1955. You're basically holding an original, my friend. I'm going to walk away now and... You go read that book. <laughs> be very We'll angry. be right here waiting for you. <laughs> okay. All right, bye-bye. While Kate's reading the book, I do have a behind-the-scenes story for Eloise that I can't tell you. It involves a dead cat. I'm going to tell these lovely ladies, and I'm not going to tell you, because until Hillary Knight dies, this cannot be made public. So, we're skipping that one. In lieu of that, let's talk about the great Eloise heist. This is actually a true story. So, as you may know, there is a portrait of Eloise in the plaza in New York City. I know this because I went there and I saw it about half a year ago. It is definitely there. But what you may not know is it is not the original Eloise portrait. Originally, the Eloise portrait that hung in the plaza was stolen. It was, yeah, this is true. It was stolen. And no one knew what had happened to it. Um, it was very weird because who steals Eloise out of the plaza? So Hillary Knight one night gets a call from someone saying that it's in, it's stuffed in some garbage cans in an alleyway. So he goes. What? This is true. <laughs> he goes and he finds the portrait rolled up in a garbage can in an alleyway. So the question is, who stole Eloise and why? Okay, we're going to get into this a little later, but I'll just say this. Kay Thompson was an interesting human being who didn't care for Eloise after a while and may have had something to do with it. If you would like to see the original <laughs> Eloise, it was on display in the Carl recently. The Carl uh, Picture Book Museum, the Eric Carl Picture Book Museum in Amherst, Massachusetts. Well, they had a big, there uh, well, there you go. They had a big Eloise exhibit and the original painting was on display. But uh, Hillary Knight did a copy, not a, it's not an exact copy. It's, he did a, a different painting of Eloise and that is what is in the plaza now. So that's your fun fact for the day. And we're back. Uh, you look so happy. Oh my god! You look dancing and skipping. Yeah. Why? What did <laughs> I? I can hear the joy. It's like palpable. What did I do to you, Betsy, to deserve this? I uh, like... remember I said it earlier. Very special episode. Before we begin, let's put this in context. Three, two, one. Context. Two of the people who are on this podcast today, read this one as a child and one as a teenager. Two of these people on this podcast read it as adults. All right. I have found in your absence, there is a marked difference between when you read this book and how you feel about it. Okay. So, all right. We're going to start off by time. pointing out, I've already found my tattoo. Oh, what? Where? Uh, the very, very beginning. You see this little turtle? Oh, look at that. He's completely cut off in my edition. That is unfortunate. In the 60th edition, he was completely cut off. In yours, you can see him perfectly. That's Skipperty, right? Yeah, Skipperty. Yeah. Aww. He's kind of the bomb. He looks shocked by her behavior. Bomb diggity. Nope. I, he, he wants his raisins, is my theory. Oh, yes. that would make or sense. Or he wants that stupid ribbon taken off of his neck. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's choking him. Maybe he's slowly dying and enjoys it. Because I would be. Um... <laughs> <laughs> enjoying dying or enjoying the to get away from Eloise. Exactly. 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 So, sweet, sweet release. So let me tell you the plot of this book, Betsy. Oh, please tell me the plot of this book, Kate. There's this chick who's a Can you brilliant. be a chick at six? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm with you so far. She's annoying. 
<laughs> and that's it. The <laughs> end. That was many pages. Uh, contrary to you, what you just you said. Know how many pages, Betsy? <laughs> For Pete's sake, there are 65. 65 pages. Well, when you say 65 pages, is it like there's just like a sentence on each page, though? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, there's not. No, there are many pages where it just will not shut up. Why? That one looks like a song. It is a song. A song to Can, sing. It's got notes. It's got notes. Why? <laughs> Why? Okay. All right. So, moving on. Now that we've discussed the plot of this book, which that is the plot. It's this girl who lives in a hotel. And I already hate her because she lives in a hotel. What? How can you hate her because she lives in a hotel? She can't, she has no choice in where she lives. She's only six. She's six. Oh, no. There will be no defending <laughs> of this. I'm a playing brat devil's would, advocate. The brat would be a compliment to her. This. Madeline's I, looking pretty good yeah. at this point, isn't she? <laughs> you remember what I said Hold when you read tongue. Madeline? You haven't Hold even read your it. Tongue. We're not there yet. All right, all Let's right, go right. through all these things. So. All right. When I was first going through this, I thought, oh, her dad must own the hotel. We might have theories on who the dad but is, no, by yes. the way. Yeah. Her, her mother knows the owner. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, there's that theory. Yeah, exactly. Among others, it would which I will lot, get actually. to later. Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to figure out when this takes place. Because huh. um, you've got people smoking in the lobby. Yep. Um, you know, there's never a woman in pants. Um, Correct. And, you know, I, I, I have well, no idea. Well, not the plaza. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone is in very, you know, regal attire. What is this? The 46? The book was published in 1955. <laughs> so I think this is strictly 1955. Right on the nosy. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, what is a skate key? Ah, oh, when yeah. you are placing, do you, do you want to explain this? You explain it. Okay. I learned about it from Sesame Street. Sure. Okay. You would not have to put, take off your shoes to put on skates. Instead, you would take skates and you would attach them to your shoes. And you would use the key to tighten them onto your shoes. It was actually a kind of a cool way where you can basically just have your skates, which were very, like, just, they were just the metal with the wheels, and attach them to your feet wherever you wanted. And the skate key was what attached them to your feet. So why would she lose her skate key in an elevator when she's not wearing skates? To be annoying. She does it on a regular basis, I believe, yes. I, I edge into the middle of it and lose my skate key. Yes. Oh, this is another thing. Why do some sentences have punctuation and some don't? Um, free verse. <laughs> no. Six-year-olds. Six-year-olds. No, no. Uh... I reject both of those. <laughs> I, I think I was pretty dead on with free verse, old. honestly. Yeah. I will oh, tell yeah. you my favorite thing about this book. Tell me your favorite thing about this book. It's a little flippy thing. I love yes. that flippy thing. Yes. So this is the part where you get to see exactly how she does the elevators. And it is a gatefold. It's called a gatefold. Gate. It's a gatefold. And it opens right up. And uh, yeah, you see the path. Yeah, it's cool. You can see Which exactly. Which does work with yeah. her instructions. I used to sit and do yeah. her little root it's over intense. and over again. It's almost always ripped in library editions. I don't know how this one has yeah. survived so far. But. Getting on to the next page where she's just making a ruckus as she goes down the hallway. Is that the skate key that's in the... Yes! Yeah. That's what a skate key looks like! Okay. <laughs> Kate is unimpressed by the so skate key. glad I found it. <laughs> she calls the nanny that yep. she has. Mm. 
my mostly companion. Mm. So she has no friends? No. No. None. None. At all. At all. She doesn't go to school. You know why she doesn't have friends with me? <laughs> I can give you about 40 reasons what? as to why. Hold on. I can give you 64 pages of yeah. why she does not have friends. This could, hey, she could be like this because she doesn't have friends. She's super lonely. She go, doesn't. She has a tutor. She doesn't go to school with normal school children. And she's forced to stay in this hotel at all times. She's not forced. Yes, she is. They, she don't, they don't send her to school. They don't. She's six. They don't give her any sort of they restrictions don't give her to do. about where to go other than just stay in the hotel. Yes, that's, that's correct. If they if she can follow that rule, she can follow <laughs> other rules, Betsy. My gosh. Okay, who wrote a book called The Little Beaver? Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. That's a thing though. I, I don't it's think it's gotta so. be a thing. I just noticed that this time around. There's gotta be like, the author must know someone who... Wait, where do you see this? It's on the bottom. On the location. bottom. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, and we're in her, looking at her bedroom, and she's got all this stuff going all on. All right. I, I will look this up, and if I find the information, I'll put in the show notes. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Um, and there's not a clown. However... Ah. Uh-oh. Oh, the, do- the baby doll. I hate that doll. It's from yes. Nightmares. It's yeah. from that baby doll. I love it, too. It's from <laughs> it's Toy like from, Story. It's from Toy Story. It yeah. may have, ins- it may have inspired the yeah. Toy Story that baby doll. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even see, in in her bedroom. It's just sort of in one of the drawers. You don't see it entirely. Yeah, you can see enough to know it's missing an eye. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. What? No, no, no. <laughs> but it gets it gets much worse oh, later oh, on. Much, worse. much much worse. Yeah. So has anyone sang this lullaby that is in the book? Look, when I read this to my kids, I actually have to sing this lullaby, and I have to do it in a British accent. Now, did you, uh, do you, did you as a child have a tune read to you? No, because my mom never read this to me. I could read when I got it, oh. and so okay. my mom was Ooh. spared. Okay, so to to, that that even changes the equation to independent readers of Eloise. And two people read as grown-ups. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. So, did you make up your own tune? Yeah, of course I made up oh, my own yeah. tune. I can't read <laughs> notes. And I tried to kind of do it, but yeah, no, I'm, I, not, I'm not doing it now. I did play it on the piano once. Did you I really? I didn't like it, yeah. It may be a real song for all we know. I was going to look that up before I came here. Oh, see, there you go. Do, do, do either of you want to sing this lovely tune? <laughs> I want to hear Betsy do it in the accent. Uh, oh, yeah, this will go up real well. The Royal Navy is up, is up. Buckingham Alice is up, is up. And even the BBC is up. Oh, Lord, a lovely. Oh, what a lovely. Oh, what a lovely morning. That's not how it goes, but yeah. That was lovely. <laughs> Thank you. That was... Thank you. You'll get a. Alpha Mo. Apples and pears. <laughs> and then we get to the, par- the part of the book where I was. Livid. Livid, Livid, I tell you. (laughs) Oh. Livid. Who can hate Peter Rabbit? Oh, does she hate Peter Rabbit? That really bothered me as a child. Wait, where does she hate Peter Rabbit? She says, I haven't seen this. Here's what I like to do make things up. Here's what I hate Peter effing Rabbit. Wait, where does she say she hates Peter Rabbit? Right, right at the bottom of Here's the Here's what I like to do, make things up. Did they cut it out? It's not in oh the edition. God. I'm reading the 60th anniversary edition. The hating on Peter Rabbit was excised. Scandal. <gasps> Interesting. This is very, this, have we've to do a just page broke. page by page comparison. We're on the other, we're on the other side of the looking glass, people. <laughs> this is, this is big news. She hates Peter Rabbit? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Here's what I hate. 
Peter Rabbit. They must, you know what they thought? Oh, we have to take that out. It makes her unsympathetic. <laughs> no. Man, yeah. if you'd read the 1995 copy. Oh, this, is, this is the 2015 oh, copy. 2015. God knows when <laughs> Peter Rabbit was taken out. <laughs> Guess what? I wrote in my notes here, I'm on page 40 and nothing has happened! Exclamation point, exclamation Look, point. Look, it's not a plot forward book. You right? should have warned me about it. I'm no, like, okay. No, no, that would ruin the surprise. Something's gonna happen. Come on, give me something! You know, you're um, living her life and nothing happens in her life. I have never read a book that has the word Lord in it so many times. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of I think she picked it up from her nanny, honestly. Yeah, she's clearly picked Mm -hmm. some things up from the nanny, and Lord is one of them. I mean, this page here says, you know, leftover smoke from a General Motors meeting. Oh, my Lord. They always wait until the last second for Lord's sake, and then we rush off. It's like, yeah, because when you see the nanny, she's saying for Lord's sake several times. Yeah. But, oh, my Lord? Yeah, apparently that's fine. But Peter Rabbit is not. <laughs> so, I don't know if you knew this, but there is a separate story going on within this story. Wait, what? I don't know if you guys are aware Ooh, of this. Oh, tell me more. Yes. Um, so, there's been a woman this entire time that has been in love with uh, someone, and she's been too afraid to admit her feelings. At the wedding scene, we can see the bridesmaid yearning, yearning, Betsy, for the pastor. And For the pastor? Yeah. Look close, Betsy. I'm looking. I'm oh. looking. All right. Yeah. She's because she's a lot closer than the best man. I may, I may be able to follow guys. you down this road. We don't see a lot of the pastor here. That's a subplot, I would say. She, That's a subplot. You think she's looking at the groom? Do you think she's looking at the bride? <gasps> I think she's looking at the bride. Interesting. She's certainly not looking at the best man. We know that much. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh my lord. Oh my oh, oh my lord. <laughs> okay, here's a question for you. Sure. What's sklonk? She makes up words. Mm-hmm. She does it all the time. It's exactly what it sounds yeah, it's like. It's pretty much what it sounds like. Yep. Oh, I've been squonked in the kneecaps before. Yeah, probably by a six year old, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How There's is she allowed to stay in this hotel? Well, if we were following up on our previous conversation as to who her daddy is and her mom knows the manager, owner. Owner. Okay, the owner. If the owner is your daddy, uh-huh. then you get to do whatever the heck you want, and probably live rent free. Although mom seems to be very interested in the lawyer now. Is it that's the lawyer? true. She has moved oh, on. she has moved on. But, oh wait, I, but that's dad still his is kid. Still that is still yeah. his kid. Dad is still yeah. keeping them in there. Yeah, because well, I'll, I'll tell you my theories on that too. So we're I'm up to the part where it says. Um, sometimes I get so sick, my head falls over and is wobbling until it is loose. Then we have to call my mother long distance and charge it. Yeah, mom's never around. Interesting. Until she takes her to Paris? Yeah. But Uh, doesn't take her to Moscow. Very weird. Anyway. So yeah, so I wrote in my notes, mom sleeping with lawyer, owner of the hotel, or, and or the dean. To be fair, the lawyer is cute. No. In a jerk way. No, he's not, Betsy. (laughs) kind of cute no he's, he's holding a martini that doesn't mean he's, he's better cute. than the he tutor. can sh- look I'll how look that. how high he can get that leg when he folds his legs it's like <laughs> all the way up to his hip he is very flexible he is incredibly flexible so who's she sleeping with the lawyer the owner of the hotel and or the dean all of them any the of them dean right she knows the dean she knows the dean is it the, the shakespearean knows perhaps it just says 
Um, not the tutor. I absolutely. She's not having right. a thing to do right. with the tutor. Right. Well, and the tutor. Who would? Well, the tutor looks like Ichabod Crane's uncle. Don't say that. I like Ichabod Crane. Well, that's what he looks like. Well, the nose, the teeth, the the long legs. So I wrote page fifty-six. Here we go. Ah, uh, yes, the very long page where the <laughs> that's, dean. That's a that's a one-woman show right there. I I mean I couldn't even. It's, this is called. This is a show called. Here's what makes Philip angry. <laughs> And he says, that's quite enough, Eloise. And I say, that's quite enough, Eloise. And he says, I mean it, Eloise. And I say, I mean it, Eloise, right back at him. And he looks at me with those fear, fi- or fiercely eyes. And I look right back at him with those fiercely eyes. And then he says, that'll do, Eloise. And I say, that'll do, Eloise. And it goes on and on and on. All right, so this is the moment where I'll mention Eloise started as a one-woman show by this author where she would enact this show as a six-year-old and would do a voice that would go with it. And people paid money for this? Ah, uh, <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> but here's what I thought was interesting. At the very bottom of the page, it says, and when the waiter brings the check, Nanny signs my mother's name. At which point I go, wait a minute. Is the Nanny the mother? No. Oh, Nanny's no. way too old. Do you see her corsets? Yeah. My God, she's wearing corsets in 1955. Corsets are amazing. They are amazing. (laughs) I just wanted another twist in here. No, no twist for that. But I love that she gets down with some cigarettes and beer and watches her. Oh, yeah, the wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because that was a big thing back in the 50s. was was boxing. It was was ladies wrestling, boxing, and roller derby. That was when roller derby was on television, with women, was on television a lot, in the book, it just says fight, fight night. Yeah, yeah. It might, I, I'm assuming gorgeous women of ladies wrestling. Well, then we get to the end of the book because I couldn't take much more of it. <laughs> and I wrote Eloise versus Madeline. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Eloise I versus Madeline, Madeline. Uh, clearly Eloise would win. I'm just saying. Madeline, what, what's the brattiest thing Madeline does in the first book of Madeline? She walks, uh, she says poo-poo to a, to a tiger. And she walks on the edge of a bridge that of she a bridge that she should. Off of, and yeah. that's the extent. If Eloise was on that bridge, she would dive in the water. We can only hope. In purpose. <laughs> and she'd never. Oh, she'd swim. She'd never, oh, she'd swim. <laughs> she'd never float and back And then she would tell the you the 20 different strokes. All right. So because we have two guests here. So please tell me your personal experiences with Eloise as children and teenagers. I was given this book by a family friend. And I said earlier, I think that the person who gave it to me probably thought that I was a little bit too much like Eloise. <laughs> so wait, this was a corrective? <laughs> I don't know if this Read was a this, corrective or see a... see it as a mirror and then mend thy wicked ways? Or a, this is just like her. Oh, Shall I see. Like it? That's fascinating. Did they know children? <laughs> <laughs> like, it gave me great ideas. I bet. Get a turtle. Yeah. I loved this book. And... I want to say I was I was five because I remember Eloise seemed a little bit big to me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah so I thought that her whole life just seemed so cool and glamorous. Mm-hmm. And I loved all the drawings of her imagination. Mm-hmm. The monsters and the whole story oh, yeah. that she tells about the baby doll. I loved that. I would just pour over these illustrations. You know how I just skipped right past that baby doll, that creepy, creepy thing? (laughs) Super creepy. That didn't scare the crap out of you as a kid? 
it was kind of scary, but like in an I can't look away, like mm. train wreck with clowns kind of way. Like I just gotta keep looking at this baby doll. Did you just say train wreck with clowns? Yes. Because that sounds awesome. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right. That's the point. I see. I see what you're saying. All right. Yeah. yeah so that's my Eloise. It's story. all terribly dark medicine and a lot of bad dates. Coming from a teenage. All right, Marie, uh, what was your personal experience with this? So a friend that I had back in high school was a student of classic children's literature and especially picture books because she wanted to be an illustrator. And I, being very into illustrating myself at the time, followed suit. So she had mentioned Eloise. I found Eloise and I read it and I loved it primarily because of the art, but also because from tiny childhood, I was raised on old movies and campy heroines and Eloise was all of those things like she is not the perfect quaffed child of um, many picture books from around the era like 2000 to 2005 whenever I had read it like she's got messy hair she's chubby she wears the same outfit every day but and, and yet and you know she's not a snob she is friends with everybody in the hotel and wait, wait, wait. what's she, your definition wait. of friends? <laughs> <laughs> she that listen from a six year old's point of view, she has friends. And as a, as a former six year old who got along better with adults than children, this is something I enjoyed seeing. That's a really good point in terms of like, well, and what you just said about how, you know, there were a lot of picture books about little perfect children. And she is certainly not a little perfect, perfectly quaffed little goody two-shoes. There is no goody two-shoes about her. Right. Her shoes may not even match. Well, I'll give a little little context. So I already told you that Kay Thompson, oh, Kay Thompson. So fascinating individual, Miss Kay Thompson. I'll show you a little picture of her. It's in the back of this uh, anniversary book here. She was a movie star. She's the godmother of Liza Minnelli. Here's a picture of her posing with a girl who was playing Eloise in a TV special. She was in the movie Funny Face. Yeah, she has the Think Pink song. If you've ever seen that movie, which you should, if only for the Think Pink song. It's delightful. It is delightful. Thank you. I think it's, it's, it's much better than trying to believe that Fred Astaire and Audrey Hepburn have any chemistry at all. <laughs> they, they do not. Um, but I digress. Uh, she really got out there. She taught choreography. She did all sorts of stuff. And she, in this one-woman show, had this character called Eloise, and at some point, uh, made the character into this book with first-time illustrator Hilary Knight. She had done Eloise... El- oh, I'm sorry. We've been saying the name of this book incorrectly, by the way. Kay Thompson's Eloise. True story. A friend of mine worked in a children's bookstore in New York City. Uh, a, a woman came in. This was a long time ago. And she said, excuse me, I, I do you have... Uh, uh, that book about the little girl in the plaza. And he was like, oh, yes, we have Eloise. And she went, it's Kay Thompson's Eloise. And she hung up, and he's pretty darn sure it was Kay Thompson <laughs> who called him up. <laughs> he's pretty darn sure. So in any case, uh, grew to loathe Eloise after a certain amount of time, which is why Eloise takes a bath, never made it to publication during her lifetime, uh, while they pulled Eloise Goes to Paris, and the most fascinating Eloise book of them all, Eloise in Moscow, Mm-hmm. Amazing book. I will say no more. 
people it, should do it. Is it also 64 pages of nothing yes, happening? Yes, it is. Oh, no, stuff happens. Oh, good. So much stuff happens. She eats a lot of like caviar. A, like a plot? No, not <laughs> a plot. Well, there is a spy. There is a spy. So of kind of is. a plot. <laughs> um, but it was a, it was a phenomenon. Um, there was a whole room in the plaza dedicated to her. There was a, the painting, of course. Um, there was a phone number that you could call, and then you would hear... Kate Thompson's voice as Eloise saying things like, sometimes I comb my hair with a fork. And then, so Ursula Nordstrom, the great editor, has come up in the past. I think we did her voice once as... Uh, as, as, Kath- like a, as like a husky New Yorker. As a husky New Yorker. Yeah. And someone corrected me, but I can't remember what they wanted her to sound like instead. So <laughs> um, in she was complaining... Well, she wasn't complaining. She, she wrote a letter to Louise Fitzhugh, who did Harriet the Spy. And this is, I'm not going to do the voice. Nope. No, I kind of want someone to do the voice. Can you do the voice? Okay, this is, it says right here, Ursula writes to Louise, and it says I am. Can you, can you start right there with the I am? Ursula writes to Louise, I'm told that another librarian turned to Kay Thompson, we are doing the next Eloise if it ever gets finished, and burbled, oh, I love your Harriet books. Silence and the Titanic could crash and sink in seconds. The librarian went on, your wonderful books about Harriet and the Plaza. <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> um, and so, which brings us to the parody versions. And I will bring out my, my baby. Um, I have been looking forward to this for like a week. Okay. So, not long after the publication of Eloise... Kate, you're I'm not, not alone. reading that. I'm not reading. You are it. not no. reading this, but you are not alone in not liking Eloise. Really? This book comes out in 1961, written by Louis. No, the art was by Louise Fitzhugh, who did Harriet the Spy. Okay, so it all comes together, right? This was Suzuki Bean, a lovable little hipster. All right. Please remember 1961. That's when this book comes out. Um, you cannot buy this book these days. It is it is completely out of print. I got this from my beloved co-writer, Peter Saruta Before he died, he sent this to me. Um, I will just read uh, the thing on the front. My name is Suzuki Bean. I have a pad on Bleecker Street with Hugh and Marsha. Um, it was basically Eloise as hipster pre-beatnik? No, I guess it's beatnik. It's pre-hippie. It's pre-hippie. But it predicts the rise of the hippies because she, her friend is a square and she's like a beatnik child. And together they basically go off into the sunset and, be, and are going to become hippies. You can tell that that's what the future holds for them. You talk about your tattoos all the time. Um, this is the only... This is the, my the, fake tattoos, let's be clear. Yeah, I fake have tattoos, no tattoos. But if I were to tattoos. get a tattoo, yeah. the only tattoo I would get would be... Of Suzuki Bean dancing. Um, because Suzuki Bean is, in my opinion, the greatest dancer in any children's book of all time. And I love her That's dancing. It's like peanuts level dancing. It um, is amazing. So this was the parody from back in the day, and it's amazing. Then there was a parody recently. Y'all y'all want to talk about the parody? Because you, you, you reminded me of it. So Ella is a hipster Brooklyn reimagining of Eloise that tries so very, very hard to imitate the spark that makes Kay Thompson's Eloise so charming and completely fails. It's a book for hipsters who don't want to call themselves hipsters. It lives in a 
Um, magical Brooklyn waiters know fatter disabled people. Um, That's correct. It's um, it tried. Yeah, it 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 is intolerable. Oh, quick fact: uh, Kate Thompson did write at least one other children's book other than Eloise. It was called. I have to take a deep breath for this. And it also begins with Kate Thompson. Kay Thompson's Miss Pookie Peckinpah and her secret private boyfriends complete with telephone numbers. I will repeat. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, that's, that's all right. I'm good. I'm actually I'm a little good. disappointed. I've never gotten to see it. So, yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it, it kind of does. All I got was Pookie Paw and phone numbers. It's, what? It's <laughs> secret boyfriends. It's Miss oh. Pookie Peckinpah and her secret private boyfriends complete with telephone numbers. Oh. Which does sound like it's about Eloise when she's like 16. A teenager? Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much. Yeah. All right. Okay, ratings time. Now the question is, do we allow the guests to vote in on the ratings or do we keep it between us? Uh, we want to do whatever James did. So I don't think uh, our beautiful guests should influence our final score <laughs> because James Kennedy didn't influence our final All score. All right, there's a precedent. There's a precedent. I'm sorry, beautiful guests. But we will take the reviews into consideration if they are five and below. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sensing, I'm sensing some bias here. I don't know. It's a little strange. All right. I mean, so Betsy, uh, you could be a ten. No, no. Actually, I'm um, I'm actually a, f- and I'm sorry, guys. I the in terms of writing and drawing, Hillary Knight is amazing. And yes, some of the writing is great. It is self-indulgent. Uh, it is. I did admittedly come to it as an adult. Um, I admire it, but it, I, in terms of like the history of children's literature, how influential is it? I'll tell you, man, my bias here is that I'm Midwestern and I never heard of this book as a child. (laughs) And when I did encounter it, I encountered it as an adult living in New York. So I found it amusing on that level because there was a lot of familiar like New York things in there, but, uh, I got, I got to go with four. I gotta go with four. I really admire a lot of things about it, but I can't get to five. I like the point that was made about um, Eloise not being the sweet, innocent, goody two-shoes. True. You know, she breaks that mold. She breaks that mold very, and then stomps on it, and then burns it, and then burns the ashes uh, after she's burned that part. Yeah. 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 However, <laughs> as, as strong of a point as that was I really don't like her (laughs) at all I mean Madeline I gave her a 2.5 which was low you want to up that now Eloise I I was really trying man I was trying (laughs) Eloise I was going to give a 2 but then that was a really good point so she's also a 2.5. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Woman, <laughs> yeah. woman above. No. Did Madeline not make the cut? Is she not a classic in our, in our rating system? You gave Madeline a 7.2, but our average made it a 4.885. Oh, that was so painful. Yeah. It was so painful. <laughs> so it is. Are you sure you don't want to, like, up her number since you met Eloise? You can do that. Yeah. See, Betsy, I can influence you 
But I was in a sorority, so bring on the peer pressure because oh. nothing can. It can't be a peer me. pressure of one. That's not peer. That's a peer. A I, peer of I pressure. I pressure you all the time. Well, sure, but you're not my peer. You're my underling. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. All I don't. Right. She is not understood. I, it maybe. Well, maybe, let's get the ratings of our special guests though, yes. because they did come all the way out here, and you yes. did read a very old edition that had a, a lot of um, horrible things to say about Peter Rabbit. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to give it a six. Oh, wow, that's lower than I expected. it is a classic, and I think it's because I was introduced to it at the right time Mm -hmm. as a precocious little brat myself. (laughs) This is not a book that I would do as a read-aloud. This is not a book that I would, like, bring into my classroom, my preschool classroom. I don't think of it as... A classic children's book. It is a classic picture book. Now that is an interesting distinction. I like that distinction. That's very interesting. Hmm. Marie, what do you think? It's a nine for me. Wow! What? (laughs) The art is amazing. I'm sorry. I think there's something wrong with the connection. I I didn't didn't quite get that. She meant ten. She meant ten. Exactly. It is a nine because... There is a lack of diversity, which reflects the life of Hillary Knight and Kay Thompson, but... To be fair, the plaza would have been incredibly white at this time. Like the fact that Nanny is Irish, there's an element there that, you know, is unspoken. And I love Nanny. She is one of my favorite caretakers of children's literature. But no, I think it is absolutely a camp classic. And there are children and there are young adults who, for whom camp and exaggeration of personality are things which they identify with and things like finding a heroine who embodies this and who also, you know, she's looking for a lot of attention, but she cares about people in her own self-centered six-year-old way. She's trying to help out around the plaza. She just doesn't have a very good idea because everybody's probably saying, get out of the way, Eloise. You know, I do think, I think, you know, I'm also skewed as a New Yorker because I feel like it's definitely in the canon of New York children's books. I'm also thinking this book would be an amazing drag queen story time for upcoming Pride Month events. It's kind of long for, but if if you could do selections of it for a drag queen story time, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. And yeah, when you mentioned, you know, what a New York book it was, what I tend to, in my mind, pair it with in some ways is the snowy day and that comment mm-hmm. he makes at the end about going across the hall to meet mm-hmm. his friend and how many kids who grew up in houses were just like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, and so the idea of living in a hotel for a kid who has grown up in a house is just, even for a kid who's grown up in an apartment, is just baffling. I have a trajectory that I wrote about in my notes and it goes Eloise to Harriet the Spy to the not very well-known but very well-loved by me, Six Kittens and Horn Dogs Fall in Love by Mary Rose Wood to Sweet Scarlet by Maureen Johnson. Yes! Sweet Scarlet is so the spiritual successor to Eloise. Well, now you're going to have to make me read Sweet Scarlet, I, which I've often heard of, but I have never actually read. I have. You read what? No, you do this to me all the time. You every time. Secret Maureen Johnson. Every tag time. So easy. <sighs> all right. Letters time. We didn't get that many, but we got one on to Twitter. And it was about Miss Nelson. Uh, as you recall, we did Miss Nelson is Missing. 
by Harry Allard and James Marshall. Who am I kidding? By James Marshall. Um, person going by the name of A.K.A. Francis S. Posey, which may be a reference I'm not getting. She wrote to say, a very funny book, my young ones loved, also the source of my best entry for the hashtag ruin a children's book Twitter hashtag, which was Miss Nelson is missing and presumed dead. <gasps> How has that never occurred to us before? Oh, now you're sad. Oh, see, now Kate's sad. Oh, look at the lip. Oh, All right, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Okay, grown-up things we like. And you guys are included on this. So if you guys can think up oh, yeah. a grown-up thing you've liked recently. Okay. Nico Case has a new album. She By does. the time that this episode airs, it will officially be released. And at this moment, it is not official, but... It's on NPR. It is streaming. It is fabulous. I love Nico, and I want to be her when I grow up. And I am really enjoying the album. Thanks. I yeah, saw I, her at the Bell House. I, I heard her on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and I was like, who is this woman? She's amazing. <laughs> I was in the audience of that Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I was sitting right next to you. Oh, time. okay, shoot. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking a Nico Case class at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Oh, where oh, for a low, low fee, I get to pretend to be Nico Case every Saturday. <laughs> cool. That's weeks. so cool. I've always seen that place and wondered what kind of classes they offered. So. All kinds. I am there all the time. That is awesome. Oh, we're awesome. All right. So um, for mine, uh, it is Untimely Ripped from uh, another podcast, which is, of course, Pop Culture Happy Hour, where I steal most of my grown-up things I like. Um, so... Recently, uh, a woman by the name of Erin Ryan had a thread. Now, she's known on Twitter as Morning Gloria. And Morning Gloria had a what should have been a BuzzFeed quiz and instead was a, a, a thread where she said, name the Muppet that was your favorite as a child, and for the next 10 minutes, I will tell you your weaknesses. So this evening, I asked each of you to name your favorite Muppet as a child. Now, Kate cheated, and she said a fraggle. Um, because, and unfortunately, Erin Ryan did not cheat. cover any Fraggles. She covered a lot of Sesame Street characters and a lot of Muppets, but she didn't do any Fraggles. She was asked Emmett Otter, and she could not come up with anything for Emmett There's Otter. There's no weaknesses for Emmett Otter. Exactly. That was her problem. Mm-hmm. So, you see, that, that was impossible. So, Kate, you said Swedish chef when pressed, uh, and here it is. Uh, you have a defensive devotism to absurdism that people find off-putting. No, I don't. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well-timed. Carrie, you said Janice. Janice. (laughs) I'm going to have to edit this slightly. Um, You call yourself one of the guys, but you've had sex with all the guys. There you go. That's Janice. There's no slut luck in your career, Carrie. I'm just selling. These aren't my words. I will have to tell them that story. Now, Marie, you chose Gonzo. Now, Gonzo would have been the one that I would have chosen. And this is the most, for me personally, the most appropriate thing. I do not know if this applies to you. But it is, you try to present your weirdness as an attribute. It isn't. That is me. I don't think that's you, but that is me all over yes it is yes yes <laughs> it is i am the chaos muppet and yeah. then it has like a whole bunch of the others i'm just going to read one more that nobody did um but the chickens uh were listed as well oh the chickens you just des- yes meowing chickens yes you want to desperately to belong you want so desperately to belong that you're willing to follow a madman 
Wow. Yeah. That's wow. deep. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're up. So on Netflix, there is a wonderful series called Round Planet, which is a parody of planet Earth, in which a um, very fuzzy-headed but incredibly endearing, not David Attenborough, at the behest of his long-suffering producer, talks about all sorts of beautiful stock footage, which BBC Nature has kindly provided. It is absolutely not for kids. It is very British, and it is hilarious. What is the name of it again? Round Planet. Oh, I have to check that out. That sounds good. If you like true facts and wish there was more of it, there's an entire season's worth on Netflix. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. I'm sign me up. All right, so I went to St. Louis for the first time this past weekend. Never been there before, and uh, did a few things. Number one, St. U- St. Louis Union Station. The entire ceiling is projection mapped by our own, I don't know what you're calling him this week, uh, penguinologist. Guy who does that thing. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So That's his title this week. <laughs> he won a fancy dancy award for um, redoing the entire ceiling with 15 different shows. And I saw a Beatles one that I really liked, but we also went to um, uh, the City Museum where... I don't even know how to describe it other than you, you climb, you swing, you jump, you crawl, you slide. It is just a madman's funhouse. It's it's a chaos Muppet is a building. Yes. yes. It's Gonzo <laughs> incarnate. Yeah, you're going to lose your kid in at, at like 0.2 seconds. <laughs> kid gone. I lost my husband multiple times yeah. at the city museum. <laughs> There's a wonderful series of uh, drawings by an employee, like comics about their experience working there, and I'll send a copy to you to put in the show notes. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yes, Please do that. Yes. But the, the one thing that I thought was interesting that kind of ties in with this is that I went to the Missouri Botanical Garden, and they have a whole section um, of the Botanical Garden for the irises. They call it, uh, there's like a little sign that says, what's the story here? And it says the irises in this bed are known as storybook irises because all of their names are from children's literature. What? When a new iris cultivator is created, a name must be chosen that has not already been used. The new name is registered by the Registrar of the American Iris Society, AIS. Once the iris name is approved by the AIS Registrar, the iris may then be, quote, introduced to commerce, which means it is offered for sale to the public. So they didn't do it names of children's literature characters. They did the actual names books. of the books. Yeah, so that's well, I did see like Peter Pan. So yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Awesome. So check out St. Louis. It's cool. All right, I will do so. Yeah, it is not that far from here. So. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, big time thanks to our special guests for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. This has been so much fun. This was super fun, and thank you for bringing a YA picture book. Uh, in many ways for us to talk about. Yay. Let's do this again. But can we do a shorter book? No. <laughs> it's actually not allowed. So no. Like, like we'll the giving tree. Someone. Let's do the giving tree. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that is a YA picture book, but that's a different very special episode. I will walk out. <laughs> All the I'll do it. Yay! Yay. All, right. All right. We got it on. All right. Then I'll walk back in just to support it. <laughs> exactly. All right. I've been Betsy. Okay. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. 
You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givenskime, and our guy who does that thing is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal. <laughs>